Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. What many minds will do is like, okay, well, I can't do not knowing and I don't get to know here. So let's just fantasize that it's the worst case scenario. That way it'll protect me from harm because it can't be any worse than this. Totally noble and sensical, except for now you're living in that virtual reality. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Last week, we discussed how both the mission and adventure mindsets are equally valuable and dangerous. They come from a place of either trying to take total control over your life or accepting that you have no control whatsoever. But both of these perspectives are incomplete. Because the apparent truth is that you are not always in control and you are not always helplessly experiencing whatever life throws at you. You, in reality, co-author your experience of life. So one needs to have intentions, goals, and desired outcomes. And one needs to be able to let go of those things when life is calling them to adventure, to uncertainty. So to finish this series on mission versus adventure, we'll share a couple stories about when and how people strike that balance and how being aware of this duality will benefit you as a manager and self-manager. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. There's one thing I've been going through that's pretty relatable to this, and that's that's my, my weight loss goals. Uh-huh. And so I have been, you know, investing in the effort. I work out six days a week. I watch what I eat. I have a thyroid issue. So that's really ha- hampered my, my goals. Yeah. I'm trying to get that dialed in, but, but I, I, I'm not divested in the outcome because I'm doing it for a bigger picture. And I feel like I need to look and feel a certain way before I get the woman that I want. Uh-huh. So, so I've let it go, but I haven't let anything go because I'm dictating how and you know the, what I have to be and look like and everything to get this woman when the opposite could be true. Yeah. You know, maybe I won't meet the right woman if I'm at the right weight. Mm-hmm. The right weight. Yeah, whatever that means, right? Whatever that means. Yeah. But all I want to, you know, and so I've been... Oh, I've let go of control and I'm grasping to all of these little things, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it's, it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't let anything go. Mm. Um, but like you said, it's peeling an onion and, and that sort of thing. But it's just very interesting. I mean, who am I to say that? Yeah. yeah. At the way I am right now, I'm going to meet the woman of my dreams. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you really don't get to know that. I don't get to know that, but but I am, but I I'm doing it because I want to feel good. I want to be mm-hmm. healthy, and I do want to lose weight. There are extra pounds I'm carrying that I'm not comfortable with, mm-hmm. but the rest needs to let go. I need to let it go. Yeah, but it's a beautiful illustration, right? There's the true part of it, and then there's all the stuff that your mind adds on. Right. It's like it's like a rider. Like, I want to lose some weight. I don't feel, this doesn't feel good. And then the mind's like, oh, yes. And also, here are the things that certainly won't happen. Right. Because, because losing, your, losing weight is a way you can be in control of meeting your mate, <laughs> the mind says. And you go, and it's easy to believe that. Well, that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. you want to be attractive. And then it's so easy to buy into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Well, great. Hey, more reasons to lose weight? Sure, I'll take it. And, and, but now you've, you've, you've passed a bill with a rider on it that is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Right? And then that's going to change the way you engage in the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yes. While you're exercising, you may be beating yourself up, for example, for how unattractive you are instead of really enjoying your workout. You know? <laughs> exactly. And, and, and I was, I'm looking at like, well, wow, you know, that was a gorgeous woman right there. She didn't even give me the time of day you know, and, and just beating myself up when I should be looking at like, Hey, you know what? I've lost 15 pounds of fat and gained 10 pounds of muscle. It's not, it's not even close to where I want to be. And I'm not, I'm not where, but I, but I, I I discount all of that. Yeah. And it's, it's a slippery slope for me. Very. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. You know, when I walked in, out of the uh, from from the tractor experience last night, I was in a mindset of I don't have enough money, right? Because I was in a fantasy of my tractor is totaled, which I have no idea if that's the case. You know? What's true is it's going to cost me eighty bucks to have my mobile mechanic come look at it. That's what's true. But I was in the fantasy of I pushed this machine too hard, and now I'm out two grand because I'm stupid and and did a bad thing. Completely made up. And like there was going to be the rest of my night and probably several days. And then I woke up and I was like, wait a minute, I made up a fantasy here. That isn't necessarily true. And then I felt this like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if the tractor's total. I don't know the next time I'm going to be able to mow my lawn. And then, and then there was this disorientation of like, whoa, that's unknown. And I could feel that's the unknown that my mind would rather replace with a known suffering. Right? That's the devil you know. Mm-hmm. Because what's true is an adventure has begun that was not planned. Mower's problematic. And then the images start coming up, calling my mechanic. He's always two weeks out. Oh, do I need to buy a new one? Will they deliver it? Oh, do I need to buy a trailer for my truck? I've been avoiding that. You know, all of this stuff. Yeah, that, all those things could happen or none of them could happen. I don't know. Now, silly Joseph mind, can you bear not knowing that? Or you need to make up a story about it and suffer over it. <laughs> That's the moment. And, and the makeup is to add the certainty versus the uncertainty? Is that the yeah. core? In my case, it's a certainty via worst case scenario. Yes. Right? Because yeah. that's, that's the mind's best bet, right? It can't do not knowing as like a lived embodied thing. It can't do it. So what many minds will do is like, okay, well, I can't do not knowing and I don't get to know here. So let's just fantasize that it's the worst case scenario. That way it'll protect me from harm because it can't be any worse than this. 
totally noble and sensical, except for now you're living in that virtual reality. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, that's, that's interesting. I'll have to think more about when I do that, I'll have to acknowledge it and accept that that's what my mind is trying to do because I will play the, I'll play the conversation for the worst scenario out in my head. And, and we'll even sometimes talk to myself about that. And it's yeah. never the best. It's never the best. It's always the worst to protect, I guess. Yes. It's interesting to think about it that way. And there's nothing wrong with that in content. There's, it's only a problem if you believe it and start to live in that reality. Being able to worst case scenarioize is a skill, right? It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? What's the worst thing that could happen? Let me prepare for that. And then that's the moment after you've done preparing, there's the thing that generally doesn't happen where we believe the worst case scenario and we start sort of semi-consciously living according to that. And, you know, like, oh, I feel kind of down. What is it? Or, uh, yeah, I'm feeling kind of tight and contracted. What is it? Oh, it's because last night I decided I don't have enough money, right? Because I worst case scenario, I know I'm still living in that place. The worst case scenarioizing is a tool, pick it up and then for God's sakes, put it down Mm -hmm. and return to the unknown that is true. Yeah. It's just about how deeply you believe it is all. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and just noticing it and thinking, putting it in its place, right? Yeah. For, for perhaps for me. I'm interested in the, the, you know, I'm very focused on lists, lists, lists and to-dos, which is the equivalent of a mission in the conversation today. Uh-huh. Um, how have you seen good managers work with their teams to help with this? So I become frustrated when we hit a spot where, you know, someone says they're going to do something and what comes back is an adventure versus a checked off mission. (laughs) You know, I'm like, what do you mean that? We already had a plan. Why didn't you follow the plan, right? Yeah. Well, So give me me a little perspective perhaps about what you've seen strong manager, more of a managerial or leadership skill. That's a great question. The the first thing is a very much a context piece rather than a content one. And that is, Everyone has to be responsible for when their mission turns into an adventure by communicating to everyone else that that's happened. Right. If you do that, that solves 80 or 90% of all the mishaps. Because if you look at it, I was just talking to my web developer this morning who has had a pattern of uh, letting Asana dates expire and not telling me. So then I look at the Asana dates, I see red. Um, not I get angry, see red, although that's also a little true. I see, I see the red dates and I look at it and go, okay, I don't know if he knows these are past. I don't know what's going on. I don't know when this is going to get done. Now I'm having to supervise. And I wrote an email to him and then I was like, I shouldn't send this. I should just call him and talk to him, which I'm very proud that I did because it came across <laughs> a lot more caring. And I said, for the third or fourth time, dude, it's fine that things get delayed, but it's not okay for deadlines to pass because now I'm left wondering, I have to worry, that takes my bandwidth and you've got to own this. And part of owning it means if deadlines get missed, you communicate what happened, why it happened, and you give it a new deadline. Yep. There cannot be red in Asana, period. That's my standard for working with people. It, it can't be. And there's basically, there's people who can get that, but there's A's, B's, and C's. There's A's already get that, C's will never get that, and B's can be trained to get that. Yep. 
Got it. So when you get to that place, that's to me is the starting point. Because if they're not being responsible for things changing and communicating with the relevant people, then you're in supervisor mode and, and the whole relationship is screwed. Yep. So, so past that, that's a great, that's a great tool. And, and what a great way to verbalize that. Like I see that your, your to-do has turned into an adventure. <laughs> Let's tell, tell me a little bit about the adventure versus how yeah. can you finish your to-do, right? Regale me with tales of your travels. Exactly. Yeah, that, what, what, a, what a great way to open a conversation to, uh, to have a true dialogue about what's going on versus yeah. like, putting your thumb on top of someone who's already ashamed of not accomplishing something. Totally, totally. Right. Interesting. Yeah, because this same developer, I, you know, this happened a couple of weeks before. And I and as I do, as my mind does, gets all pissed, like, oh man, here I am supervising again. Don't these people work for me? Read my website. How could they be doing all that? And then it's like, okay, yeah. be curious, call them up, see what's going on. Turns out like his uh, a close friend of his wife was killed by a drunk driver. And yeah. it's horrible. And I didn't know any of that, right? And if I just send a nasty email to him about that, it would not have landed at all. And yeah. I'm like, oh, thank God for my own teachings and that I sometimes follow them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, you, you engage in the adventure. And, and if you lead people to that level of responsibility, a lot of, most of the other things will take care of themselves. Yeah, interesting. And then you're 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 in the adventure with them. Well, what happened? Well, tell me. And you you're on you're part of the fellowship, right? Yeah, How can yeah I support yeah. you. Yeah, I can see me saying that. Yeah, and I can see people being like, well, "That's a whole lot better than being asked why the fuck I didn't finish it." <laughs> yes. And as you said before, which it was really important to note, when people drop balls, they already feel bad about it, right? Yeah. So a lot of times you're just throwing. You show up and hold them accountable, and you throw gasoline on the fire. Yeah, 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 and they get defensive. Or they're, they're, the reactions then are rarely open, honest, and forward-looking. They're usually some other type of deflection or, or uh, usually blaming somebody else. Trying to, right. yeah, interesting. Exactly. Hmm, that's interesting. That that's why the 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 really turning the screw on someone is it's it's really a last resort. It's after you've done all the other stuff to no yeah. avail. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably too late. I mean, and it just could be that that really holding people accountable in a very firm way really only works with people who need that boundary because they just can't see themselves very well. Um, so when you've tried all of the warm, curious stuff and it hasn't worked, it could be that they're just telling you, I, I, I need to be afraid in order to get my act together. I need it to come from outside. Sometimes that's the case. Or they're telling you, I really need to not work here anymore. Yeah. And they're telling you that too. We, you know, we had a, we had a, we had someone that I fired. He was actually, it was, it was a, my second cousin and a close friend. And he was a sales manager, um, Tom, and we ended up, ended up firing him. And, uh, and I never could figure out like what what was the screw what was the what was the the lever to turn to make him successful and he was very intelligent hardworking and, and really smart and his boss at his next company he said I just I just scream at him he's like I just yell at him and like after I yell at him he gets straight and I asked him I was like a year later I said hey Tom like I heard from your your boss that like the way you guys interact is he just screams at you and he's like yeah that's great for me I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, man, I thought, you know, I'm not a screamer and a yeller. Like I've, 
I've already pulled that out of my personality because of all the bad things that have happened in my life up to my being 52. Um, nothing good comes out of that for me personally. Yeah. So I've, so I've left that behind and thinking that that's not a solution. But for him, he's like, yeah, that's it. That is, that's the way. Yeah. I, if you yell at me and then we, I'll yell at you and then we'll get it out there and then it's over and then I'll do it. And I'm thinking, oh, he's, he probably is an Enneagram eight. Yeah. Look yeah. into that personality type thing. It could be that he's an eight and he needs really firm boundaries. To yeah. Play. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. The, the last thought as we close here, something to consider that I think is, is really the, the most advanced form of relating with anyone when you're in a service or a, service sales or management position. And that is, who exactly does that person need you to be? Because in your case, now I get it. If someone, if you knew that this person needs me to scream at them, that would be a really deep exploration of like, wow, that's what they need. Am I willing to do that? Because that's not good for a person usually. So, you know, that's the question. What does the person need you to be for them? And in what way are you called to change? Now, in that case, probably it wasn't a good thing for you. But suppose someone needs you to be so incredibly warm that it makes you feel like you're turning into syrup. You know? Like, what if that's what they need? Because they had a really, really rough childhood. Or, you know, that's where a manager gets really pushed. That's where it becomes an adventure. It's like, oh, okay, well, you hired this employee. Yeah. Thought they were just going to execute all this stuff, and it turns out you have to feel like you're turning into syrup in order to manage them. Now you're on an adventure. Yeah, interesting. So chew on that. That's when you, whenever you sit down to meet with an employee, it's a really good filter to have. Who, who, who's, who's needed here? Forget me. Who's needed, and how can I bring that aspect of me forward? Yeah. All right, you guys. What's the Enneagram book again? Um, that I, I like. I like the Wisdom of the Enneagram by uh, Rizzo and Hudson. R I S O and Hudson. That's my one of my favorites. There are many, but Rizzo and Hudson are my favorite authors. Helen Palmer is also a really good author. Sandra Maitri um, is good for more spiritual stuff, but it's a little abstract. But I'm a big fan of Rizzo and Hudson. They have a great website, the Enneagram Institute. Yeah. What is that? I don't know what that is even. The Enneagram? The Enneagram. E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. E-N-N-A? E-A. E-N-N-E-A. Ennea. Okay. Gram. It's the best personality typing system on the planet. Got it. Thank you. I'll take a look. Okay. Yeah. Read, read up on eights because that person probably is an eight. Tell me if, if they are. Got it. Okay. I'll try to get some time. With eights, you got to make your... In Italian they, culture, they have this expression, making your bones with them. Mm-hmm. And eight often will not trust you until you've been through a serious conflict with them. Huh. That feels like the right... I would I'd put money that that was a good guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Only eights. They, because for them... Because screaming at an eight just would feel like kind of patting them on the back. They just... Yeah. They're thick skin. <laughs> Yeah. You punch an eight in the throat and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to tell me something? All right, I'm listening now. (laughs) (laughs) And they drive most people crazy because you just have to understand that they're very thick skinned. You got to smack them around a little bit sometimes to wake them up. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you, 
because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.